So we have another interview in our series of um, meeting the Sangha and sharing uh, our, our Dharma practice and our ideas. So today we have our AD, Phil. Um, so could we start, Phil, with you telling us something about yourself? Just a little bit about your background or what you do outside of the center. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, uh, I was born and brought up in the Northeast. Uh, brief spell in London, but I've basically always lived in the Northeast. I live in Northumberland, out in the countryside, out in the sticks, where I grow vegetables and ride my horse and generally try to get away from busy life. Um, I'm not a recluse, though. Um, so I have two children. Uh, I say children. Uh, my daughter's 20. She's not really a child anymore. Mm. She's at uni in Bristol, mm -hmm. and I have a son who's 16. Mm -hmm. They take up quite a lot of my time. Mm -hmm. um, and I own a business, um, which is a design consultancy. Um, and uh, we work primarily with entertainment companies, so it's, it's, it's a very good kind of foil. It's yeah. a very good kind of distinction against what I do here at the center. Oh, uh, bet. <laughs> and it gives me lots of yeah. opportunities to practice Dharma. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's Dealing that's with me. egos. Yes. Oh, I would say. Okay, yes. very interesting. Yes. So um, Phil, what brought you here in the first place? Ooh, what brought me here in the first place? So, uh, so firstly, I haven't been coming here for very long. I'm a newbie. I'm a meteoric new rise. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know about that. I think I'm. Um, I often, I often say it to Shrab when, when he, they were, he was looking for to appoint a new AD, was I the only person that didn't take one step backwards? So <laughs> everybody else got a lot more experience than me. It's like, oh, but yeah. um, he assures me that's not the case. Um, what brought me here? So I haven't been coming here for very long. It's really, um, it's really only been about a year and a half I've been coming. Um, what brought me here was, I think what brings, I, I know a lot of people kind of have very funny anecdotal stories about how they happened to come into the center. But I think underlying a lot of it for a lot of people, uh, certainly for me was, I was kind of looking for, I suppose I was looking for some happiness in my life. It wasn't that I had a really sad life. I didn't walk around really, being really depressed all the time, but um, I, think, I think I was having trouble dealing with um, the, thing, the things that naturally go wrong in your life and kind of unhappiness and heartbreak. And um, so what happened was I, mo I moved to Gosforth very briefly uh, and I lived in Gosforth and I saw the centre. Uh, and I thought, oh, well, uh, that looks interesting. And I think I saw a sign uh, on a chalkboard, happiness was within. So I was <laughs> like, well, that's worth a try. So it took me quite a few weeks to pluck up the courage <laughs> to actually come in. Uh, and then when I came in, I came, came in and I met Arlene, um, who was the previous AD, and, 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 and all of the other Sangha members, and everybody was so warm and welcoming. Mm. I sat in a class, and it was Sharab's class, and it just clicked. It just everything he said kind of, I was thinking, this kind of makes sense to why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. Yeah. So. Oh, very nice, yeah. It's uh, surprising how many people just happen to walk by 
at mm. the right moment or, mm. you know, it just, and how important it is your first contact, you know, in reception. Yeah, well, I think this is where I get my ED hat on, where, um, you know, I do, a, I do a shift on reception and it's so important that the door's always open because you never know when somebody might just walk by. And um, if, if, if you're on reception, for six weeks and nobody comes through the door and one person comes through the door, it's so important that somebody's there to welcome them, yeah, explain yeah, things yeah. and hopefully get them yeah. on the path. We um, have heard this story a number of times mm. of different people's interviews, so mm. undoubtedly. Okay, so you came a first time, went to a class, why did you come back a second time? Why did I come back the say I think because of what I heard in the first class, it really resonated with me. And um, I, th I thought that, you know, um, I listened to Sharab, who's obviously an exceptional teacher. Mm -hmm. And I just thought the message that he had kind of really made sense to me. Mm -hmm. And, and, it, and it, it really wanted me to find out more. So mm -hmm. that initial class, um, as I said, it, it it, it just it just resonated with me and it and I, and I kind of thought oh well this this kind of sounds like mm -hmm. something that may be interesting to pursue and the fact that everybody was so friendly yeah. um, okay. and and it, I got an instant result from just from that first class <laughs> I thought oh right let's see um, if we can develop this uh, and start coming back and had you been involved in any Buddhism before or just absolute didn't read buddhist books you just wham no, you just came in no contact whatsoever i didn't i mean i was aware of aware of buddhism i had yeah. no idea what it was about oh, what its um messages were um for me it was it was a religion like yeah. all the all of the other religions and I, i've naturally been averse to religions <laughs> throughout my yeah, life yeah, so yeah. It was never something that I contemplated at all. I had no contact with it whatsoever. Okay. So you're coming to the center and uh, starting to develop a routine of coming and being involved. What challenges have you faced in the past year and a half, if any? Has anything been, you know, sort of something that made, you know, gave you a, a moment Maybe not doubt, just, well, this is just something difficult that I'm going to um, face up to. Yes. Every time I come. Okay. <laughs> not, quite, not quite. Not quite. Not quite. So, um, probably about six or seven months ago, I joined FP class. That has been the most challenging thing yeah. for me. Um, I think it's because... Um, so... Uh, so I come to GP classes and enjoy them thoroughly, and they are challenging. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the, for me, the whole thing about Buddhism, it, the challenging thing is that it, it completely changes your, or tries to, um, your outlook. It, it's, 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 for me, it's, it's, not, it's not a, it's not a, it's a small shift. So some, of the, some of the things that, we're taught here are the complete opposite to what we actually have spent our whole whole lives thinking, and that takes some getting used to. There may be um, we we may be um, like pushed back on that because it is such a challenge. Um, but um, so GP classes kind of do that, but GP classes are are a lot more approachable. Um, they're, they're intended for 
more kind of general kind of practice. Um, I joined FP thinking that I wanted to deepen my knowledge mm -hmm. of Buddhism. Mm -hmm. It was then that I realised how little I knew. Sure. Um, and every class I come to, I learn something new and I'm challenged in some way. Um, but it's an enjoyable challenge because as, as, as my experience in that first class, every class I learn something and I feel like um, I have a, another hook to kind of pull myself along, along yeah. with. So. It's, it's interesting you talk about the world, your whole worldview changing. And I'm also hearing your definition of the word challenge. Mm. becoming slightly different as you know opportunity to go deeper that's wonderful yeah sometimes sometimes people sometimes people don't rise to rise to challenges and they avoid them yeah. because it's too difficult yeah. and i think that maybe they do that because they don't see the benefit of it yeah. immediately yeah. Yeah, yeah i think my experience in my practice is i see very small benefits sometimes but i i continually see this benefit in this this kind of movement yeah. So it encourages me to do more, and, I, and then I think the more I challenge myself, the 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 more um, positive things I'll I'll, yeah. I'll see. Yeah, so. and I think you've spoken about inspiration. It's been in a lot of your responses. Is there anything else in particular, a practice, an idea that's particularly uh, inspired you? Oh, the, there's. The, I mean, there's so many. There's so <laughs> many. Um, I think I think for me, my, I think I pretty much every class I hear something that inspires me, I, I, and, and that's not an exaggeration. Pretty much every time. And the other thing that inspires me a lot is certainly with FP classes, we get the opportunity to discuss um, what we've heard. And when I talk to other Sangha members, that inspires me as well because I think you know they they have a they have a most of them have a much deeper understanding of Buddhism at a technical level and, prob and on a practical level. Mm -hmm. So when I listen to them um, kind of dissecting and discussing what we've heard, it always gives me a different perspective on things, something, something that I hadn't thought about myself. And that, that's ins yeah. inspirational to yeah. me. Uh, and it, it, it inspires me to want to practice more and become more like them. You have such an open mind, Phil. It's really, it's really <laughs> inspiring to <laughs> me to hear. Really do. Okay, so how do you integrate your new or this relatively new um, change of life and um, Buddhism into the rest of your life? How has that has that been challenging, interesting? Yeah. I, on one hand, it's been challenging, but on the other hand, it's been so easy and rewarding because what I'm learning here at the centre, and you know, when I read Dharma and listen to Dharma, I can apply that to my life, and it makes so much of my life a lot easier yeah. and a lot happier and a lot more peaceful. And even your working life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, on the and uh, uh, on the other hand, it is a challenge. It's a challenge on on practical levels, uh, and that's basically time issues, um, because we try and we try and integrate our practice into our normal, ordinary lives, and 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 I'm quite, and I'm quite quite busy, and probably like a lot of people, I have quite a busy life, 
um, you know, running a business, having children, having various animals to look after. It's like Sharab would say, we, I've, I've, I've built this world, I've built it myself. Um, but then when he introduced something like uh, Buddhism and, and practicing Dharma, which can take up an awful lot of your time, mm, mm. Um, that challenge, that's a challenge. Mm. Um, so uh, how, I, how I deal with that challenge is I kind of prioritize things and I, I kind of think about what my intention is for that week or that day. And a big priority for me now is my practice. So I, I always make time for it. And I find that my busy life isn't quite as busy as I thought it was yeah. because I, I, when, you, when you examine what you do and then you really concentrate on the things that are really important, some things that aren't, you recognize things that aren't as important and they kind of slip away. Yeah. So you realize that you actually probably waste quite a lot of time. Yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> And do you, do you um, when you say you prioritise every day, do you write lists? Do you practice at a different time every day? Do you try to make a habit of morning practice? Or, you know, how, just how do you do it? Because you do have a lot of different responsibilities. So how I, how I manage it is, um, I, I'm, I'm probably not, I wouldn't really, I wouldn't advocate anybody taking advice from me actually on, on time management and prioritizing things because mm -hmm. I do it in a very strange way. So I, so there are things that are immovable. I just, okay. I, there's things I can't really do any, well I could, but yeah. um, I choose to, to put them, um, so it might be work, I might have meetings or I might have projects that I need to complete or it may be picking the children up from school, well, Gabriel up from school, yeah. or it may be, um, things like that but that I can't move. So I, so I, I kind of plant those um, and then I don't stress about it. I don't think, oh, I, I, was, I was going to do a meditation at 8 o'clock but now I have yeah. a call with somebody in the yeah. States or something. So I, so I allow that to happen. And then the, the time in between, I kind of analyze what is the best usage of that time. Mm -hmm. So... Um, so that's how I do it. Yeah. But I, I no, it's good advice. I mean, it seems like there's some preparation involved. You know that yeah, you, it doesn't just hit you and you know as you're going through your day that you maybe sit down at some point early in the day and have a plan for that day. Yeah, I think it's more. I would, I would, I would, I would really do it for the week rather okay. than on the day when I okay. when I wake because sometimes. I, 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 I think of myself not as much of a planner. I just think I am a planner. I'm just not a formal planner, if that isn't a contradiction in terms. Yeah. So I think about my week ahead and, and I have a diary and I put things in my diary and then I kind of plan ahead and think, right, okay, on Tuesday, I have an hour there. I could do some meditation or um, I can come to the centre or I can put my AD hat on and I can do some work for the centre okay. there. So okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I mean, I'm just... Um, probing here because so many people have mentioned time difficulties so it's interesting how different people um, manage it and you know you run a business so you must have you know kind of a sense of how to um, allocate time yeah and, and one of the things I learned when running a business I've been running my business I've been in the industry I'm in I've been working in for over 30 years I can't believe I've been doing anything for over 30 years but and I've been running this business for 23 years now yeah. 
Um, and one of the things that I do uh, in the business that is kind of little kind of um, tip that I could probably give is in my business, I never, we work on um, uh, invoicing time. Time is kind of, yeah. Yeah. it's a consultancy. So I never fill up the diary completely. I always leave some breathing room okay. because every day something happens okay. that needs to be done that's okay. unexpected okay. and I tend to do that in my personal life as well I don't okay. fill up my day completely because I, I know that something's going to come along mm -hmm. that I haven't uh, counted um, and uh, and if I filled up my day completely it would disrupt everything so. okay interesting that is interesting I've never thought of that okay so onward with the questions just a couple more um, how do you see your future in Buddhism? He's <laughs> got like a panicked look. Um, Just generally, where are you future? going? What's your? What are your? Some of your um, goals well, or my, aims? Yeah. Well, my my. Well, firstly, to continue practicing. To have to have that intention, just to continue. A, a fear I have is that at some point I might fall out of practicing Dharma. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. I don't feel like I have it. I have that um, intention at the moment. But you know, th that is kind of something that I do contemplate. Think what 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 happens if I wake? Sharab often says that we're only we're only a second away from mm -hmm. from complete change. You know, the change of our mind. And I think, what happens if I wake up one yeah. morning? And decide I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, so what, what I what I want to do is just to continue the practice. And I, one of the reasons I joined FP was I want to deepen my knowledge of Buddhism. Uh, and I think the reason I want to do that is because I want to, um, uh, I want to. I want to improve my meditation uh, practice, um, and I think one way to do that is to is to really kind of um, gain more knowledge about Buddhism um, yeah. in general. Yeah. Um, so that would be my main goal. My main goal would be just to continue to yeah. practice, mm. and and in particular to to deepen my understanding um, yeah. and knowledge. Yeah, um, that's great. I mean, that goal. Everything comes with that goal. Just you know. Terrific. Okay, and finally, we've been talking about this a little bit in classes. I know Sherab's quite interested in um, this issue. Um, have you any thoughts about what you could do or what Kadampa Buddhists could do to change the world, to change oh, how change difficult world. our world seems to be right now in an, our increasingly degenerate world? Um, yeah, well, um, I think uh, ultimately, obviously, well, the reason we come here as Kadampa Buddhists is we want to attain enlightenment, which is going to change the world, as we know it, dramatically. That's way off in the distance. That's the kind of like the dream we have uh, that we're all working towards. Um, but um, on a practical, more practical kind of day-to-day -day level, I think... Um, uh, that's one of the reasons that, that that's one of the reasons I became AD 
because I wanted to contribute to the centre and I wanted more people to have the opportunity to, to be able to come into the centre. So, um, you know, I, I, don't feel, I don't feel like I could, I could sit on a chair like you do and teach, um, which is the most direct way to get that message across and to improve people's lives and improve their happiness. So I kind of thought, well, I can help in the background. I can help the centre um, yeah, grow and develop and, uh, so that would enable more people to come into the centre and listen to Dharma because I truly believe that it, it can help every single person. Um, and this is just from my own personal experience how much it's helped me. Um, so therefore, that it, it, you know, all of the 3,000 Dharma centres we have all over the world, if they're, if they're all flourish and continue to get more and more people in the centres, that's obviously going to help. Um, on a personal level, I think, um, I think meeting Dharma and practicing, I think it, 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 I think people recognize that when, when you do it, people around you. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm way more compassionate than I used to be. Um, I think at, at work and in my home life, people have noticed a difference mm -hmm. in my persona and, and People said I seem karma. <laughs> I don't know what I was like before, but um, <laughs> so yeah. So I think that's, and then I think for me, it's what what happens then is that people, if people see change in you, then hopefully they'll want to know how this change has happened, and they may yeah. want to kind of do that. So that yeah. that's on a kind oh, of no, very nice. Yes. Yeah, so we become examples or yeah. lights for the yeah. world. Yeah. 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 Okay. Hopefully. Great. <laughs> Phil, thank you very much. Okay. Um, another wonderful interview, if I might say that, uh, in this series. Thank you.